0: Engage for Success Radio, raising the profile of employee engagement and shining a light on good practice for people who believe there's a better way to work. Good afternoon, and welcome to Engage for Success Radio Show 256 Encouraging Your Employees to Bring Their Souls to Work. So, today I'm going to be talking to my guest about helping organisations. Uh, create a culture of good where people are encouraged to make an impact on their communities by bringing their souls to work. So, really looking forward to today's show. I'm Joe Dodds, your host for today. I'm an engagement consultant working with the Engage Success movement, and the Engage Success movement is an inclusive movement committed to the idea that there's a better way to work by releasing more of the capability and potential of people at work. We spread the word about employee engagement and shine a light on good practice and we're widely supported across the UK involving the public, private and third sectors. If you go to our website, engageforsuccess.org, you can use the link at the bottom to join our newsletter list and if you tweet, please share your thoughts and tag us. Uh, Our Twitter ID is engageforsuccess and that's with the number four Uh, and if you come to LinkedIn and do a search for for engageforsuccess then you'll be able to join our LinkedIn group as well and the social media links are on the homepage of the website so my guest today is ryan mccarty who's author speaker and co-founder of culture of good inc and i'm particularly pleased to be talking to you ryan because i think you are involved with a movement as well certainly from what i've read about you so um, we have something in common already <laughs> so welcome thanks for joining me
1: <laughs> oh thank you so much for having me on joe it's, it's my pleasure
0: lovely so do tell us a bit more about you and culture of good
1: yeah, absolutely. So I spent the first 20 years of my professional career in nonprofit work. So everything from missions work to um, after-school programs, built a school in Zambia. I was a pastor for some time and, and really every day woke up with a sense of meaning and purpose and fulfilling work. I, I knew my why. And uh, in, in the course of time, uh, brought that understanding of nonprofit work and very purposeful work into the corporate uh, business world. And so really what we say is we teach for-profit companies how to operate with the soul of a nonprofit.
0: I like that. That sounds really interesting. So tell us more about how that works, how you do that.
1: Yeah, so... When, when we first embarked on this type of work, uh, we didn't receive any consultancy or read any books. We, we just, my business partner, Scott Moorhead, and I uh, wanted to build a culture within his business of, at that time, over 2,000 employees in 35 states uh, in the United States, um, and uh, it was all retail, 85% millennials. Uh, but what we knew was uh, we wanted to scale up the work that I had been doing in nonprofit um, sector of business uh, to uh, his his company. And, and that was very purposeful, higher purpose, meaningful work. And so giving back, doing good, actively involved in making a difference in local community, uh, but building that type of work in that cause that would align with the core competency of the business and, and where the, the company was doing business in local communities, but it also needed to have an emotional impact on employees and customers alike. And so what we wanted to embark on was the work of engaging employees and customers through doing good in the world uh, in a way that was, uh, was part of their own personal discovery of passion and, and where they felt like they could really contribute in ways that were meaningful to them as an individual and then also to their teams and then the organization as a whole. And so uh, we we started this work over six years ago in in his company and and saw that it had a tremendous amount of impact on on his employees' experience at work and, and in their lives and and that translated to uh, how they were raising their kids and, and being a spouse and a partner to, uh, you know, and it, it started having a real personal impact for them. And, and so we started hearing story after story about life transformation and, and people were connecting their everyday work with, with a greater sense of meaning and, and fulfillment. And, and so it became more than just a CSR program or co- corporate social responsibility. It, it was more than just a one day of service a year. It, it was a way to build the culture and the DNA of the business. So rather than saying, you know, we're in retail sales and oh, by the way, we also do this good on the side. Uh, we, we were really uh, bringing this and driving this down to a, a culture level and, and culture is mm-hmm. what we teach, what most people are doing most of the time. And so yeah. it, it impacted people on a, a m- emotional feeling level. Uh, but also on a belief level and then a behavioral level, and so it, it really had a profound impact on his business. And so now uh, we've written the book and and, and going to other companies to engage them to build a culture of good as well.
0: Mm. So tell us more about how you implemented it there. So so you had um, lots of different locations um, and sure. they were doing very different things depending on the people that were in that location. Is that? Was that the case?
1: Yeah, so we took a three tiered approach. Uh, we called uh, our big good, which was um, everyone collectively, regardless of location, was doing good either on the same day or the same week around the same type of good. So this is, uh, we, we got feedback from employees on areas in their local community, ways that they wanted to give back, and we found that schools, uh, students, teachers, Uh, were we're a really great place to start because we could uh, create emotional moments for employees, giving back and doing good for local students and and for teachers. And so uh, we started embarking on doing that type of good, our big good, on a quarterly basis. And then as part of that three-tiered approach, we gave each store, each department and team the autonomy to choose how they were going to impact their local community and gave them the resource to be able to do that. And then we were able to introduce the individual or what we called my good. So we had our good uh, as a team level, big good as a corporate level, everyone collectively doing good, and then my good individually giving the paid time off and the resource to be able to go into their local community and give back on, a, on an individual level. What am I most passionate about? And discovering – what made each individual employee passionate uh, about giving back and and really supporting them and what we call giving them permission to care, uh, Mm -hmm. which uh, another way of saying that, as you mentioned in the beginning, was, um, you know, really unleashing the results in your business by letting your employees bring their soul to work every day. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I did that kind of soul kind of work in nonprofit work. Typically nonprofits start with, this great sense of purpose and then they try to figure out how to run a business. Well, when you have a business that's very successful, like my business partner was running, uh, he realized one of the risks that he was embarking on in growth is you can lose what made you special when you first started. And, uh, mm-hmm. and so culture and doing that good on an individual team and then an organizational level was really what made it successful.
0: And there's a lot of talk around employee engagement and bring people bringing their whole selves to work. So that's obviously about being their true selves and not their sort of work persona. I guess this has a big overlap with that because some people will be supporting, um, you know, charities and particular causes that really speak to who they are as a person, hence the, 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 the bring your soul to work bit piece.
1: Yeah, you know, we we're, we're all very different in what we're passionate about you know my my youngest daughter she's 20 years old and to this day if she sees the Sarah McLaughlin commercial with with dogs and cages you know that need adopted you know on the commercial and you know there's this real moving music in the background, she just starts crying and falls apart, you know? And for me, mm. that, that um, I love animals, but that's not my greatest passion, right? And so I, mm. I think it's really important that we don't just dictate through our organizations and through our business and tell employees, all right, this is what we're passionate about. Now you need to be passionate about it as well. Uh, because that really creates uh, skepticism and a, a culture of distrust and wondering, why why is this business doing this good, really? Is it for PR, for marketing? But when you really tap into the passion of your employees and to their soul, uh, that's really where you build a culture of trust. And trust is one of those areas that is becoming more and more part of the conversation within organizations as, as we want to build trust with our people, uh, it's really important to tap into their own personal passion and then give them the autonomy to choose how they want to live that out and give them the resource to be able to do that. Um, how yeah. amazing would it be for, for a person to associate their ability to live out their passion connected to where they work? We spend the majority of our time at work. How great would it be for someone to say, you know, I, I can live out my passion and do good in this world, something that I really care most about and that I value because of where I work. That's that's a different conversation that I think needs to be had. Mm.
0: So people listening to this thinking, wow, this sounds like a really great thing to do for for so many reasons, How how would you recommend they sort of think about getting started because it's quite a big concept and and what you've sure. described about the, you know, the big good and your good and my good, sorry, our good and my good. It, yeah. it, it's, it's, you know, lots of moving parts and, you know, you can see that's sort mm-hmm. of the development of it. But what what do you do first? How do you start to approach this?
1: You know, when we first start embark, embarking on an engagement with a company, we we typically look at Um, identifying a cause that aligns with the strategic intent and core competency of the business. So rather than having, um, say, a bank send money off to a charity to plant trees in a rainforest, there's really no alignment with the everyday business of that company. And so uh, we, we start from a place of identifying a cause that aligns with the business, aligns with employees' passions and what they care most about and aligns with the customers. You know, a great way to start is talking, connecting with employees, sitting and listening to them, not just sending surveys out to get information back, uh, but really uh, as a leadership team, sitting down with employees and taking the time to hear what they're passionate about, what makes them tick, what do they care about in their local community, in their world, identifying those common themes throughout the employees and finding finding a cause that, that can align with the business, but also align, like I said, with what employees are passionate about. And really tapping also into the customers and, and identifying, is this something that customers can relate to? Is this something that aligns with something that they can feel emotionally connected to as well, I think is really crucial. I I think it's really important that companies not just say, come do business with us and we'll spend some of the proceeds to go do good in the world. Um, But we can say to our customers, come do business with us and come do good with us. Let's do this good together, get involved in volunteering and giving back with your customers and caring about the world in ways that, um, are, are more profound than just simply a CEO writing a check and taking a picture and giving it to a charity and then saying to employees, come work for us and feel proud because we did good together. Uh, that We we would suggest, you know, give give to charity, but also give your time, connect your employees on an emotional level, give them the time and autonomy to go into their local communities and to give back. And 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 really sitting down, you know, companies are really good at creating strategies around just about everything that they embark on and they have initiatives, make culture and giving back part of your initiatives for the remainder of the year going into 2019, have a, have a culture strategy, you know, sit down with the the executives and make a commitment to, to roll something out, but, but do it in, in a way of that's authentic and genuine and, and that shows the employees that that they have uh, some ownership in that as well. I think is really crucial. So, you know, there's there's mm-hmm. several ways to embark on this, but I I really feel like sitting and connecting and and talking to employees and hearing what they're passionate about is a good place to start.
0: And how how do you broker that on the the basis that some um, if you've got hundreds of employees, you've got hundreds of uh, things that they're interested in. Exactly the the point you're making about you know connecting to them personally, obviously, as you're mm-hmm. saying start with the the main the main cause to sort of get things going. How do you then sort of fragment that to allow people to do stuff that's very close to them and and local
1: yeah you know uh we would we would always suggest something that uh, is scalable uh something that's simple and connected um, you know what we found what we found in in I think we find this in a a lot of the companies that we talk to Uh, depending on the the scale of the company and the size of the company, you know, you're, you're not going to hit every single person's exact passion. Right. Um, But what's really important is to think of a few key elements around a cause Uh, again, does it align with the business? Um, Is it touchable to the employees? Are they able to, Engage with the good that's going on. Is it more than just a check that's being written to a charity so they can go do good? Um, Does it is it accessible and touchable to the employee where they uh, Have the opportunity in their local community to be able to be actively involved in that good You know think about schools you can think about uh, Homes for the elderly you can think about uh, veterans groups you can think about Uh, teachers we have we have these groups of people in every local community where our employees live and where they uh, do business and where we do business and and so finding finding that cause that uh, again aligns with the business but it's also accessible uh, to the employee as well and and then Mm -hmm. and and that's where I think also uh, Joe is really important is that we don't just say from A corporate level okay here's our big good and this is the only good that we're doing Uh, that's why the our good and my good is so crucial because you might have an employee that says you know I'm my greatest passion is animals it's not going into a school and giving back to a teacher volunteering our time at a local school um, to mentor a child or whatever it is that that's decided upon by that organization Uh, you can say Great, you know, we're going to do this collectively together, uh, but you and your team can have the autonomy to choose how you're going to support your local community, and then don't forget individually, we're also saying to you, we want to support your your personal passion as well, mm-hmm. and and because mm-hmm. of that, um, I think that's I think that's where you bridge the gap where a lot of companies make the mistake of simply. Just saying, this is the we we give back to veteran groups, or we give back to animals, and then it's a disconnect for a lot of employees. Uh, mm-hmm. We found that employees will get more actively involved in the greater good when they know they, that they have the autonomy with their team, and then also individually to do good what they're most passionate about. So. Mm-hmm. If you take that three-tiered approach, that's where we find this, the success of what we're talking about.
0: Mm-hmm. So we've touched, touched on this al- already, but w- how do we sell this to the, the senior people in the organizations? I mean, it sounds intuitively like a good thing to do, and obviously sure. I, I'm i involved with an employee engagement movement, <laughs> so I'm wholeheartedly <laughs> yeah, going yeah. for this as well. But, you know, we have the same thing. How do you get people on, on the board in the C-suite to, to, to see the benefits of this?
1: ROI, you know, when we, Mm -hmm. when we went into, you know, when we went into doing this as, um, a cultural movement within my business partner's company, uh, what we weren't aware of was the type of impact it would have on employee turnover on driving new customers, um, on the overall productivity of the teams, team building, um, managers speaking the same language, reducing, um, kind of that tribal, um, uh, tribal culture that, that was present within his company. It had a tremendous impact on the ROI of his business. Now every, Mm -hmm. every instance is going to look different for every company. Uh, but, but we can embark on talking about employee turnover, and just for his company saved him five point eight million dollars a year in employee turnover. now again, mm-hmm. every instance is going to look different based on the size of the company and the um, what that what that business model looks like uh, but when when you start to look at um, employees that know they're productive are going to be happier and happier employees are going to uh, increase the productivity of your business. Uh, that culture is a driver to new talent uh, to your company, um, those that you want to uh, to really uh, engage with in terms of new employees coming into your business. Um, the onboarding process and, and connecting employees to meaningful work, uh, what, what we've really seen as being very successful, though, is being able to sit down and talk to leaders that uh, already have this kind of understanding and heart uh, and want to engage their employees for the right reasons, uh, and then having the ROI conversation is crucial. We, we certainly don't suggest going in and saying, you need to give back and do good simply because it's good for business. Um, mm-hmm. Because then it's going to be met with skepticism and, and looked at as, as just a way to drive business. But uh, when there's a when there's a follow up promise to the results that are driven because of the good that's going on, uh, the promise is as we see the results of this work, we'll continue to do more and more good mm-hmm. year over year. Uh, then it becomes motivating to employees, and I think uh, I think that's where we saw a lot of the ROI take place. So. Um, yeah. It makes sense for business. It makes sense for the world. It gives employees a better experience. It gives customers a better experience. Um, mm. It's just a win-win for everyone. I mean, it's the type of work that you're doing, right? Um, but we've yeah. we've built mm-hmm. an entire emotional operating system around it, and so it goes beyond theory and philosophy uh, to how a, a business operates. Um, mm-hmm. And and that and that's and that's the I guess the other side of our business is we uh can replicate this type of work in in any size company it's scalable.
0: Yeah, yeah. So you mentioned um that you'd also the book build a culture of good. Tell us a bit more about what's what's in there and and uh, any hints and tips from there that uh, you want to share? Oh,
1: absolutely. Yeah, so it's really the kind of the creation story and the evolution story of how the culture of good began and how it's evolved. Um, It doesn't go into like the emotional operating system, but what I think is really fascinating about the book, uh, not just because I wrote it, but I I (laughs) go into the, (laughs) I, I go back into the book from time to time and I read the, very end of each chapter because there's questions that come from Scott and questions that come from myself and so Scott and I wrote this book together and shared both of our perspectives on culture of good Um, his is very much leans from the perspective of for-profit work and mine from nonprofit work and how that uh, collision really helps to create the culture of good but But he has questions that he asks at the end of each chapter and then I do as well uh, that really set people in motion in terms of their own thinking toward how how am I building a culture of good in my business, even if it's not culture of good in terms of like our business model and our emotional operating system. But just how am I building a good culture um, for employees and customers and how how am I making the world a better place? uh through my work and through my business but there's there's questions at the end of each chapter that are relevant to to the chapter and align with that that really um are are good uh places to start um you know i think it starts with the individual leader and, and asking himself the right questions to to embark on the type of work that that we're talking about you know do i really care do i really care about my employees you know do i really Um, do I really want to connect to them? You know, am I really motivated to inspire them to do good with me and and to care about the world? Am I driving the business to success so that we can do more good in the world? And, and how authentic, uh, is this work to me? Do I, you know, is it just contrived, like, because I feel obligated because other businesses are doing this type of work or do I really care? Uh, to do this? And do I want my employees to have uh, a really good experience while they're at work? And, and uh, what am I motivated by? And it starts with leadership. And, and so the book is really, I think challenging to leaders and within organizations, but also it's very challenging to each individual employee. Uh, It's a good book. I, I think for the entire organization to be able to ask the right kind of questions and, and not just hear our story, but, uh, start to to write your own.
0: Um, have you got some examples of, of things that individuals have done? So you talked about the schools. Are there, are there other examples that you can share?
1: Oh, absolutely. So we, we work with a company that has a patented device that if you drop your cell phone in the water, um, in and, you know, typically we would, you know, have some people would put their phone in in a bowl of rice, hoping that it would save their, you know, eight hundred dollar yeah. device in a bowl of rice. Yeah. Well, they they have a patented machine that boils the water out, removes moisture, ninety four percent success rate. Really successful company. Uh, more and more of these machines are going out all over the world. Uh, but in the find your cause workshop, you know, it, it makes sense once I say it. Uh, but it, it it took a little a while for the executives and, the, and their team to really come upon this cause, but uh, they they remove moisture and water from where it doesn't belong. So their entire cause and business model in terms of giving back and engaging employees and customers is all around putting water where it does belong. So if that's locally, if that's needing clean water for you know local residents uh, in their state or their city, You know, that that happens quite a bit. Uh, Also in third world countries, you know, they they just helped out a a school that I'm connected with in Zambia, Africa, that their water pump broke and they had to shut the entire school down because they didn't have access to water. Uh, And you're talking, uh, you know, 100 kids that that weren't able to go to school until – uh, they received uh, the devices to be able to repair that water pump you know and and that's en- that's engaging that's emotional that that makes a difference you know we have we have employees that that choose to give back um, with things that are very personal to them breast cancer because their mom had breast cancer uh, you know and they they collect money and, and give back on a local level and and uh, just over and over I mean there's a there's a million different uh, experiences that that not a million, but there's there's several experiences that we could talk about all day long of just employees on an individual level embarking on this and really really grabbing a hold of it. Companies doing this, and then and then teams supporting that good uh, that the company wants to do. And and so, um, but again, <clears throat> that's a really prime example of how you can align good. To your core competency as a business, I think that's where that's kind of that sweet spot. That's the secret sauce to it.
0: Mm, I love that water example. It uh, really makes it sort of um, come to life as to, to just that top level how you can quite easily uh, engage people, even if it's not as you say their sort of personal cause. It, it makes complete sense in terms of that particular organization, but then uh, applicable locally as well, from what you said. Yeah. Uh, lovely. So we're just coming to the last couple of minutes of the show. Tell people how they can find out more about you and culture of good. And if you've got any final piece of advice that you can fit into two minutes or no one minute. <laughs> yeah, then feel free. So, yeah,
1: yeah. We'd love anyone to reach out to us on cultureofgood.com. Um, I'm available. If anyone is out there listening and, and they want more information and want to reach out to me directly, uh, Ryan at culture And then we're on all the social media stuff. So if you look up culture of good, we're, we're out there as well. So again, culture of is, is a real simple first step. And, you know, again, Joe, I just, you know, I encourage leaders to take some time this week and really, really ask of themselves those, those questions around, you know, do I, do I really uh, have a heart? And am I leading through my heart for my employees and customers? And, and, uh, and how can I leverage my leadership and lean my business success into the world in a way that um, I'll be proud of and, and one day be able to look back and say, you know what, I, I did more than build a business and build success and, and uh, I, I actually built a legacy. And uh, I think I think one day we'll all have an opportunity to look back and and say, you know, did I did I do what I was meant to do uh, and what I was passionate about? And so don't don't forget your legacy.
0: Lovely. Thank you. That is a brilliant ending to the show. Thank you so much for joining me today, Ryan.
1: Thank you, Joe. I appreciate the opportunity again. Thank you so much.
0: And it's a really good ending to the show because actually next week Joe Moffat is interviewing our new MD, Farron Johnson, about why she's joining our movement and what her first 100 days will look like, um, as oh, well as cool. talking about her experience of how employee engagement is enabling the largest transformation of the justice system in the world. But I just thought a nice uh, follow-on to the, the concept of uh, galvanizing people around uh, a cause because that's what we do in mm. the Engage for Success movement. So we look forward to joining you again next week. Mm. Engage for Success Radio, raising the profile of employee engagement and shining a light on good practice for people who believe there's a better way to work.